You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Tzurim Rabbonon, and we are on our third shear on Talmud Torah. And tonight, as it is just past the yurt site of my mother, Be'ila Basra Levi, um, I thought it'd be appropriate to speak about and discuss the material found in the section of the Tzurim on, on women and Talmud Torah. Either B'nai Torah should be supported. The Rambam was raising the battle cry 800 years ago or more. But the fact that we should allow women to be learning and giving them the options to learn like men and to and to study in the same way and the same path to be able to uh, study Talmud, uh, to be able to become proficient in Talmud. Um, these were things that really were never an issue. It was never something that we hear echoes of it in the the, 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 the writings of the Rishoidim. Yes, you can find, if you search, you know, you can find discussions about scholarly women and of what they were able to do. But it was only really, I would say, in the last 130 or 140 years that it became a topic. The latter part, of, let me say that better. In the later part of the 20th century, it really became something of, of a controversy. Should women be studying in the same way men study? And things changed so much uh, in the 20th century. Um, as late as the latter part of the 19th century, the Mishnah Baruch could write that, you know, most women are illiterate. Most women don't know how to make brochus. And even though he was just quoting what previous sources had written, he had no qualms copying those comments, indicating for the readers of the late 19th century that were, that were the um, people who were uh, getting the first and second volumes of the Mishnah Baruch that it was a fact that women couldn't read. Women basically needed to be instructed. Um, they were not really capable. And even though they knew about some standouts, it was like a you know it was like a freak situation that didn't didn't need to be addressed. It was only really as the industrial revolution put its hold into society, and women were freed from many of what would have been the laborious tasks. Of, of childbearing and of taking care. And when girls um, were confronted at a young age with the ideas of going to school, um, universal schooling, these were, these were motif, these were events, aspects of society that were new. The, this is from the Sefer, the Chavetz Chaim wrote, and it's, it's strange the way you know, they, they indicate this. Look what they say here, here. Chofetz Chaim Lekutei HaLachot. Chofetz Chaim is sort of the, the name of the author who is, in a way, uh, connected to the book. You know, the book is, but but the uh, but this was a separate sefer. The Chofetz Chaim wrote a sefer called Lekutei HaLachot, where, um, like the Rif, he wanted to... Um, codify in the Talmudic way, not like the Rambam did, but just like the Rift did on the Masechtas that are connected to the normal, everyday life, halachos that are noeg bismanenu, the Bakute halachos was a, a sort of a, a a condensed Talmud like the Rif for the parts of the Shas that the Rift didn't cover. And he, he meant it to you know, incredibly, to act as a companion piece to the riff. And he called it Lakute Alochis. The truth is, is that that the riff was known, the Sefer, Abitzakal Fasi Sefer, was known as the Sefer Halochis. That's what it was called. It wasn't called Rif. It was called Sefer Halochis. And therefore it's appropriate, the Chaim felt, that he was going to have sort of an a, 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 a sort of an addendum to the riff called Likute Alochis. Now just like the Rif in his own magnificent work made use of statements that were in Kodshim 
that were connected to day, everyday life. For example, uh, the halachos of tefillin and mezuzah, which are found in Masechtas Menachos. The Chafetz Chaim did the reverse. He found things in, in various Masechtas that even though they were in Noshim and Ezekin and Moed, that would still have only a relevance as whether one should teach their daughter Talmud and or, and, or ideas of the Talmud. And and the, the Gemara there seems to clearly say that it shouldn't be done. So on that, let's take a look at what the Chavetz Chaim writes. V'nira dekol zedavka b'zmanem shilifoneinu. In those days, it made sense to limit, proscribe the learning. People basically stayed where they were. And it would be very unusual to become a maverick. You basically, it could be hundreds of years, but life was essentially similar. That's what the Pesach says. So basically, you want to know what to do? Ask your dad. Then it would make sense that women would somehow get spiritual sustenance and feel satisfied within the framework of life that the gen- old generation had constructed. And, they, and learning Torah would perhaps be a negative. Learning Torah would perhaps in, in, would, would imbue in them a negative aspect, a negative attitude. We'll see in the Gemaniya century. So I think he himself saw in this period something he didn't see when he was writing the first and second volume of the Mishnah Bura. He saw that that times were going to be different and there's no turning back. Now, this does not indicate to me that they should be Sishna. As you can see, it's promiscuity. So the Gemara says, no, no, promiscuity. So there was an idea that somehow Talmud and those of you that study Talmud know you need to think like a ganif. You need to think like a liar. You need to think like a thief. You need to think in three or four different directions sometimes. It's a lot of fun. It actually sharpens the mind. Healed against promiscuity of being a bad girl, as it would be, is being caught, is the shame. There were plenty of, of instances of, 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 of girls going off the derech in a way, it wasn't a it wasn't a magefa, but most girls got scared back. They were scared back because of what would happen to them. Because ultimately, the society was strong enough to ferret them out. And although we do have, you know, again instances of of women who were able to twist men around their finger. And cases of Zonos, and it's part of the, the Torah. It definitely was part of the Middle Ages as well. But there was an idea that if she's crafty, if the learning that she gets, which demands a certain type of subtlety, it will allow her to cover up her dalliances. She'll be able to somehow figure out a way that she won't get caught. In other words, armed with this wisdom of learning, it's sort of like a way that will that that will sort of like um, light a fire. The thing is, a man could also become a gun of that oh, way, right? So, so okay. So the answer is that that with men, they were there was already a system of learning from Rishua ben Gamla that would already ensure, based on the instructors, that this would only be theoretical. And this would, like, the the Rebbe would make sure that you could play this role. But uh, since there was no formal teaching for women, this would just be something that the father, because let's say he didn't have any sons, decides to teach, that's what it means. 
In other words, it's like forbidden wisdom that the girl has. It's not like there's other women that are learning at the same time. It's like this lone father decides to teach these principles. And there, Rebeleza says, oh, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble because every girl is a possible target of some fellow who wants to have a romantic affair with her, maybe a non-Jew, maybe someone who's a guy who's married already, who knows what. And therefore, this wisdom that you gave her, this craftiness, is going to be a negative. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be used by the worst part of her nature. Now, men were already studying in a, at the time of this Mishnah, they were already studying in a more, more formal environment. They were studying with others. It wasn't just one fellow with teaching. Now, if there would be women and Bisyakov instructors, this wouldn't be true, right? But Rebeliezer is talking about in that situation, which is the way life was, it's a bad idea to say, I want to teach my daughter about the Talmudic or Mishnaic or intellectual thinking. That's what Rebeliezer was saying. Oh, maybe we don't pass kind of Rebeliezer, but I think I've, I think I've, I've explained why it's different. Um, now, the Rambam writes that Isha Shalom de Teira Yesh Laschar. Rambam says a woman can learn Teira. Avleinu Kishar Aish. The Kavai said that Hashem Mitzvah Love Ain Shkaros Laschar. So even though he says, even though she has Shkar, Sivu Chachamim Shlo Yolamid Odem Is Bitei Teira. They don't seem to have the ability to concentrate properly. And therefore, since, again, remember, the Rambam is a big believer that everything is written in sort of a code language. Um, he believes that, that you, know, you know, even Divrei, the Talmud, I mean, that's what he wanted the Mishnah Torah to do, to sort of demystify. But there was no Mishnah Torah yet. So therefore, if somebody's going to be teaching his daughter Torah, so you need so much attention to learn it properly, what they are going to hear, they're going to misconstrue. Because of their, as you see, their lack or their, the, the right. Omru Chachomim. This is where it's so subtle that if it's learned by women, and, and, and the Ramam actually sounds sexist in this way, right? right? I explained Rashi based on what was the norm of the dime, where she doesn't have a network of other learners. But again, if you look at the Rambam inside, the Rambam is saying that even though he mentions the father, but he doesn't say because because she's because of her loneliness being this one little girl being taught by her father. Women in general, and this and therefore ending of it is is basically incorrect, and it's missing. And because of that, he says, it's tiflus because it's it's not the truth. Yes, they got the words, they would translate the Aramaic, but they don't have the idea. Since they don't have the idea, so there's something missing in what they take home. Now, but the Rambam says, also Interesting. It's not tiflus, but Torah Shebiksav is something that you can't say it's wrong. They shouldn't even learn Torah Shabbat But it's not the same thing as Tiflus. Okay. So I don't know if the Rambam is any better here at all, um, as far as that goes. But once again, as I said, the Chavetz Chaim says we, we at least have to change things as far as Musr, um, Hashkafa, Emuna. Okay. Now, what, so where does it? So even if we say that the Chofetz Chaim's writing was then, and, and again, it, it, the the editors of the 
book here say that there were many people who were up in arms that he wrote the Chavetz Chaim wrote this. Um, Chavetz Chaim, by the way, was also a very much a unofficial advisor to Sarishner. And uh, he was one of the people who felt that this was something that must be done. So it's very much in line with what he saw prophetically as what was necessary. Um, and of course, uh, it, it goes without saying, after the war, um, the the efforts of, of Rav Shagav Faival Mendelovitz, the efforts of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and so many in terms of organizing women and that the girls and then young women to have formal learning was was became standard. However, the idea that the learning should be a copy or the same of what the boys or the men were learning, that doesn't doesn't say that in the Chavetz Chaim doesn't say that. Uh, the way the people who are champions of that approach begin with this base Halevi. We know women make Birchas HaTorah and we know that they are mechuyiv to know the halachos that are relevant to them. The same Chafetz Chaim says that. He wrote that. They were chayiv to study the, the mitzvahs that pertain to them. Here is the famous base Halevi that where the so in other words, the Beis HaLevi makes it a point. And you can really see it in the Chavetz Chaim as well. You can't just follow someone else and say, I'm doing, I'm taking challah the way I see my mother taking it. Or I am going to perform the Bedikos of Nida the way my mother instructed me. The Beis HaLevi wrote, Rabbi Yosef Salavechik, the Rav in Slutsk for a while, the Roshiva in Voloshan, Rav in Slutsk and then in Brisk, he wrote that they are mechuyiv to learn the mitzvahs of Regis Behan. They have to. Not because of the mitzvah of Talmud the mitzvah of doing the mitzvah. You can't just be someone who is a goylem, who's just following what you hear other people say. You need to learn about it because there's no way the model could answer all your questions. Oh, I do everything the way my mother did. Well, how about if things change? If you don't have that, if you didn't read the manual, then you're going to be stymied when the carburetor floods, right? Oh, I don't know. My dad just puts the key in the car and, and that's it. You can't just say, well, everything I saw, I don't know how to do this. Well, things are different for you. You're a different person. Life is different. Life changes. So the Beis HaLevi says women are mechuyiv to learn. Now, are they mechayim, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah? Yes. But men have to learn, as you can see, even if it's something they're never going to fulfill in their lives. But women are mechuyiv to learn, and learn means learning any mitzvah that they that's applicable to them. And he quotes the Beis Yosef In other words, they're not makayim a mitzvah that they're mechuyiv to do. They get the schar of learning, but they're not makayim a mitzvah. Rak they can't fulfill mitzvahs or until they learn about them. So mitzvahs. So it's the mid in other words, the Beis Halevi does not want to uh, sanction a brainless following to fulfill a mitzvah. So obviously there's many, many mitzvahs. Women are machuyavin. So they would be mechuyiv to know Hilchas Shabbos. They're mechuyiv to know Hilchas Baser V'cholov. There's a tremendous amount. Before we even start knowing about them learning Gemara and learning uh, Sugis in Zvachim and learning Sugis in Me'ila, <laughs> they need to learn 
to 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 be to exist and follow mitzvahs in this world. Now it's interesting again. He writes this in the mid nineteenth century, you know, the latter part of the nineteenth century when he when he put together his drasha salatayra. But this was his opinion, and, and and it seems to reflect a certain mindset. Now he says it's not a taklas ba'atzmai. We have a man, it's like a double. When a man, not only are you learning the manual, but you're mechayim a mitzvah, that, and you're mechuyiv to do that. We're mechuyiv. Men are mechuyiv to learn things that are never going to be relevant to them. They have to, if, they, if they have a question of what they have to learn first, so they learn the things that are relevant. But even things which are completely, totally irrelevant, which will never be relevant to them, which will never happen, they're still mechuyiv to learn because it's part of Torah. Women don't have that mitzvah. But women have a chiyuv, to learn and to know completely and totally everything about the mitzvot that are relevant to them. And that, that's quite a bit. So where are they supposed to learn this from? Um, are they supposed to start from the Gemara? Are they supposed to start from the Shulchan Aruch? Um, so that is a, um, <laughs> that's a question. I mean, one could say that that it's so dry. If they're supposed to learn Hilcha Shabbos and they're supposed to know the laws of Shabbos, they're going to be as 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 young adults. They're going to be learning. So, where should they start? Should they start with the Mishnayos of Shabbos and then do the Gemaras, and then from the Gemaras follow to the Rif and the Rosh and the Rambam, or should they just start with Shulchan Aruch, or maybe they should take Sefer Shemir Shabbos? Are they mechuyev to go through? things in the same way, according to the Beis HaLevi. I would say that it really depends on the girl and on the person. Many of us have a problem uh, studying halacha when it doesn't seem that um, it doesn't seem that it, it, it really speaks to us. It's like, well, um, you know, this, this halacha is very boring. I don't understand it. So you need the background to be able to grasp the halacha. So many of us need the setting of the story uh, of where it comes from to be able to understand what the halacha is telling us to do. And if we don't have those background of the halacha, the halacha is so dry, we forget it. And it doesn't stick in our mind. So it could be there There you have, according to Beis HaLevi, a, a source for at least the areas that are relevant to women and to and to their lives to study from the Gemara, because if they're not going to get it from the Gemara, then it's possible that it won't stick at all. I don't know. I mean, this is this is a suggestion. I think um, it's it's even more than that, actually. Go ahead. Because we we are concerned that if women study Talmud, then they will take things out of context because they might not understand. They're not going to study background. They for sure will take things out of context. Well, especially since the Talmud is open for them to find, right? Right. My, no, my but, point... but but even let's say you you just really you are this kind of woman who who really really does exactly what the you know what the rabbis say say, and they, she will never open Gemara, yeah. Mishnah, but she only opens Shulchanar. She opens Shulchanaru, she will get completely confused. Even if she means well, she means okay. well. She'll get confused because the work is a difficult work to comprehend. Because, unless you have the background. Is that what you mean? Because if you don't know the background, you don't know where things come from. You, you, you basically are reading. It's like you're reading, you're coming in the middle of the story. Okay, so you're, you're sort of confirming a little bit what I'm saying. Maybe I didn't say it as clear as, as you did. But basically... It would it would really be dependent. I think there are people who could just read the manual and not have to know the theories behind the manual. But I think there's many people, especially when they're confronted with new information, unless they have the background, they can't put these facts into you know in, into place. It's like you know, it's like you're getting a specialty course in physics of a certain aspect of physics, and you haven't gone through the core principles of where this comes from. Or even where this idea that you're studying came from, um, and and although you could parrot it, you don't really comprehend it, and you can't apply it. 
So you're saying, I think we're agreement that if you say women are mechuyev to learn and be be completely solid in their knowledge of all the mitzvahs that are relevant to them, many women will have to go to the prime sources. However, however, that doesn't mean that they should learn straight through the Gemara. It's possible that a condensed version of the Gemara or a riff where you just get the maskon of the Gemara is good enough. Three pages of Havamin, it doesn't help them. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least one could argue that. You know, I, I know that the school that my daughter went to for high school, my younger daughter, Bruria, they taught units in Torah Shabalpeh that had to do with Shabbos and Kashrus, which included what they call in Hebrew tzitutim from the Gemaras, but selected. It didn't start with the story dramas in the Gemara. You you're, you might be confused by you know, where we started with the Havamina, where we changed. Those things, Miriam, I would say, don't necessarily help the knowledge of the halachic structure. Halachic structure is built on that, but if they get caught in the weeds, just like little boys or men get caught in the weeds, a, a lot of young yeshiva guys can't do that either. Many of them cannot make the 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 uh, leap or build the bridge from what they studied in the Gemara to what they do practically la because it's 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 sometimes hard to do that. You have to be able to distill that. Um, and remember, life is somewhat limited. Uh, how much can you do? And how much time are you allotting for the girls to learn? So, um, I, so I would say what I think what one could say with the Beis Halevi is is that they need to learn from sources, but not necessarily in the classic mode. Does Talmud should Talmud be a part of it? Yes, because the Talmud is still that fire, that spark that you can see is still vivifying even the later sources and sometimes explains why there might be a debate between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, perhaps, or the Mishnah Bura and the Rach HaShulchan. And you might understand that what, 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 what it's dependent on. And therefore, you're more comfortable in how you're doing things. But I don't know if this means that, therefore, girls you know, should have the same Talmud program as, as boys. But this Beis HaLevi at least is the first hook towards that. Let's take a look at another person who cared deeply about his society and where what the roles women would play. He wrote beautifully about the role of women in Torah in ways that went way beyond what the classic sources had described what women should do. That was Rav Shnofel Hirsch. Now, most of Hirsch is in German. Hirsch actually, when he needed to, and when he was sent questions, in Hebrew, had a very, uh, very impressive uh, rabbinic style. But you can find that in his chuvos, which, you know, are only about 5%, I guess, of his literary output, maybe 10. But 90% of this giant thinker is in German. Much of it has been translated in Hebrew, if not all. Uh, There's been a lot that's been translated into English. So here we have Hirsch. His his he wrote he gave out a siddur with his commentary, and this siddur has been translated. Here is what he writes: Noshem enum chayovos lios lamdoniots lios bikios b'medrashalocha. They don't need to be experts. They don't need to become professorial in that way. They don't need to become lamdoniots. Um, <laughs> Again, I don't know what the German was, but this is how they translated into Hebrew. So even Hirsch understood that would be men's role. To understand how the Pusik works. Hmm, in a Kapdoniastic way. To, 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 be, to fulfill them, to be careful about them. So therefore, they need the Pasuk. 
They need to know what the Torah means. The Torah. They they have to be able, again, this, this is a step beyond the Rambam. They need to understand how to learn a Pasuk. They also need to have knowledge that could get them, the knowledge and learning that could get them to keep the Torah and Mitzvahs properly. Because it's it's keeping Torah mitzvahs is changes you. The learning, the lifestyle changes you internally. And that has to be bidiyukamoshalabodim. So in other words, so Hirsch seems to say that when it comes to teaching Chumash or Emuna, the women, and here he says, it should be bidiyuk kamoshalabonim. Should be exactly like our sons. Now, I think this is very different than the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim didn't say that it should be on the same level. The Chavetz Chaim said we've got to give them something. They're gonna, we're, they're gonna, we're gonna lose them. Hirsch did not say because the times have changed. That might be behind it, but he doesn't say that's the remiss because the Torah Tamima, who, as we know, was the Nitziv's nephew. Later than it's his brother-in-law, the Torah Tamima's his aunt was Nitziv's first wife, and she was known. That's the famous Reina Batia, right? I'm sure Miriam knows who I'm talking about, right? So she was the um, the daughter of Rabbi Yitzchok of and she was desirous of learning. And um, there's a whole play that somebody wrote, or some sort of. Uh, essay, I, I don't remember exactly, based on you know the, the letters that they found from her or they imagined that she had written. I, not, I, I'm sort of speaking here without preparation on this. But my point is, is that the Torah Tamima, Baruch Epstein, um, was aware from his aunt and others about the significance of women wanting to learn Torah. And he quoted, he had a very uh, wonderful library, and he quoted the Sefer, Ganim, um, and this is what he quotes. Now he said he was not; he has the sefer, but he wasn't able to find any um, material about Reb Shmuel Archivolti. If he was just a writer in Italy who happened to get his book published, or was he known as one of the rabbonim of Rosamim? But Isha Muchen Shefa Chochmas, a woman in a way is able to absorb. She's able to be macabre. The the influence, he calls it the bounty of wisdom. Even though the Gemara seems to say it's just a poison in her system. Meaning, she's a little girl. And she hasn't yet developed, and she's sort of too playful to get it. Because they're just teenagers or younger, they're immature, and therefore Rebbe Lesser makes sense that this is something that perhaps they're not ready for and it's negative. But once they become women, not just a daughter to a to a dad, once they've already grown up, based on getting married and what life throws at them, and they realize the seriousness of 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 of, of every human's role, Hanoshim Asher Nod Vulibon Oisono Lakarva Ela Malocha Hamalucha, but they want to come to this Malocha. This melacha hamelucha, this royal work, melechas Hashem. Not because Dad wants to teach them. Mitzad bechirosin hatayv. Hein 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 atalena bahar Hashem. They could go up that mountain, tishkona b'mkom kacho, and dwell in that holy place. Because if, even though there's no system pushing it, they feel within themselves the desire. Then they can They are women of he calls it distinction, women that stand out. 
And if people see such women, the Chachamim should be positive. They should honor them. And say, yes, what you're doing is great. They'd better. Baruch Epstein, when he comments on this, says he doesn't know if this reflected an attitude that was prevalent by any other Rav. He found it of Dover Machudash Ma'od, but by publishing it in, in a bestseller, the Torah Tamima was had multiple, multiple printings. And by publishing that piece, it spread. And you, again, never downplay the the what it is that these this type of writing could do. It got into so many homes. Again, if you go to the publishing history of the Torah Tamima, you'll see countless, countless times it was republished. And the reason was because rabbis needed it and loved it. And Balabatim found it easy to learn because it was based, oh, here's your Torah Shabbat Peh. And there was enough material that he was able to stitch together that Balabas loved to learn it on Shabbos afternoon. But it got into those homes. And and young girls found it as well, and women found it as well, and it became part of the conversation. It was a rare safer indeed, <laughs> but now it became part of a bestseller, and everybody knew about it, that this halacha of tiflus is only if it's being forced upon you. But if you are a young woman even, perhaps, maybe even not one who's married, and you feel this is what you want to do, then it should be encouraged. And he doesn't say it's only for Chumash. Right? He doesn't say it's only for Chumash. In fact, for Chumash, you wouldn't have to say that. It sounds like even if she wants to become great in Talmud, there'd be nothing to stop her. And here's what Rav Aaron Lichtenstein wrote. It's desirable, necessary, not just possible. Intensive, an intensive, let's say it again. Intensive, that could be what I said before. You don't necessarily learn the Gemara. But you get the makaras from Tarisha Balpeh. Whether you're going to say, look, look, you're, 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 you have them learning intensively in other areas, science, philosophy, math, that's going to make them think that Tyra is, 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 is simple. If you're already in a situation where girls are going to school, this is a new Taina. Girls are going to school and they're using their brain to become computer analysts. They're using their brains to become great in so many other things. And they're being pushed because they're not getting married at 14 and 15 and having 20 kids. They're going to school. They're going to elementary, high school. They're getting, they're taking SATs and, and getting 800s. So the only part of their, stud, of their study, which is not intense and, and, and analytic, is the Torah part. <laughs> Then what are they going to think Torah is? That's one argument. Or you can mention the Chafetz Chaim that we mentioned. If a Ger Tzedek needs to know about things and learn them, definitely a, a woman who's born into Judaism needs to know it. And as he says, Girls in most communities are getting a very um, uh, great secular education and many girls are going to university. University, especially whether it's an Eretz Yisrael or here, Part of the core curriculum or what the people next to them are learning 
is going to be various philosophies. So it's not about the Zachavetz Chaim wrote in the Lakute Alochis that they that they that that it's it's closing in on them from the from the shuk from the marketplace from what they're hearing about from the romance novels and they need something and they're studying a little bit on their own they are full throttle studying and they are going to universities where the only philosophical system that's being talked about in 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 very uh, intense and very distinct terms is nothing to do with Tyra. So once again, that situation will lead them to dismissing and to basically thinking that Tyra really is not significant. He says, where do I get this from? He says, Ani the base Alevi. That a woman needs to study Torah in order to do ma'asim. She cannot just look at her progenitors and her parents and model. She needs to learn it. And Rav Aaron says, I really believe that in order to be prepared, it's got to be much better than what the system is today in terms of women learning. We've got to actually intensify learning. It has to be more and qualitatively and quantitatively. Now, of course, but it can't be the Wild West. It's got to be stronger, more intense, Therefore, he says, I'm not if it's about learning Gemara, I'm not going to say I'm against it. But I still don't think that we should say, okay, we're having Gemara classes for boys and girls, and boys and girls have the exact same learning. It's still true. And even Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, son-in-law of the Rav, says, After all is said and done, Rav Aaron, knowing his audience, says, there is a difference between where men stand and where women stand in terms of this major mitzvah. And therefore, the Again, the purpose and role in life is different between men and women. And again, clearly he feels that men, he's not for the fact that the Moetzes should now include brilliant women. Um, life roles are different. But if we're talking about not like the Rambam, who says they can't concentrate and think. If we're talking about ability, if we're talking about the ability to learn and to understand and to feel the gishmak of learning, women should be able to know how to learn to enjoy the learning, and they should have that. It's not going to be exactly what the boys get, what the men get, and what the men are part of, but they should have that. And it makes sense to have that as part of the normal framework of the school. He says, I taught my daughter that way. Now, again, he might have taught her individually, but it wasn't in the school. And my wife, Rav Salvechik's daughter, also was trained that way. He says, Zu nearly Rav Aaron Lichtenstein's novel, Position on Women's Talmud Study. And you can see it right here. All of you have the book and can read this yourself. Um, um, 
And you can see here, according to what Zuckier writes, Lichtenstein expanded his arguments. He argued that a woman must be an Ovedet Hashem like a man. Therefore, in today's times, when women face more, more religious hurdles as well, and they receive around education, the only means of everybody when the Jesus goes through the study of Gemara. He explains that the concern of Tiflis is transformed today into injunction to teaching Gemara and other subjects must only be at the highest level, as otherwise women may treat the, the, the taught in its simplified form as Tiflis. So in other words, he took he puts the Rambam on its head. In other words, since women can definitely understand, if we dumb down the Gemara, then we can't do that. <laughs> if we dumb down the Gemara, they're gonna they're gonna think it's Tiflis. Um so I said he really thinks it's based on the Rambam in Hilchas Yisod Atayra. In other words, the Rambam says that one of the ways you have a mitzvah to love God. Okay, well, how does one come to love God? Well, in 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 safe in Hilchas Yisod Atayra, the Rambam says you you learn God, you love God through studying the Torah. Studying the Torah is a, is a method to love God. That's what the Sifrei says. That if you put Torah in your heart. How do you come to love God? So even though a woman doesn't have a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, she has a mitzvah of Avas Hashem, Rav Chaitz argued. And therefore the mitzvah of Avas Hashem demands her to learn. Again, Chazal say you want to know how to get to the madrega of Avas Hashem? Avas Hashem you get through by learning. So a woman needs to learn to have true Avas Hashem. And that mitzvah, so so it's it's really it's it's not just like the Beis Halevi says that they're mechuyev to learn because they need to know everything about the mitzvah they're doing. They have a mitzvah ava, and if ava, according to Chazal, can only be fulfilled properly through learning Torah, then what's the p'tur for a woman? She has a mitzvah to love God. I think it's a very strong point, and and something to consider. Now, is she going to get it from Gemara? I think a lot depends on the quality of the teacher, <laughs> and a lot depends on how she learns it. Can she get it from Havana Samikra? Yes. Could she get it from Ramban, like they do in Beis Yaakov? Yes. But for some women, the great loving of God comes incredibly from the nechas of, of, of the Talmud. But if it's just about, I can be just as good as the boys, and I hate the fact that I'm a second-class citizen, then I think it's not really in line to anything that we're saying here. Although I recognize the pain and the hurt that that is that's caused by by even by what Rav Aaron Lichtenstein says, but it can't just be you know unless we're equal, I'm I'm going to. In those nuances, if we only teach women just the the, the like large strokes, large points, uh, you know, in then then this system becomes extremely rigid and oppressive. So the idea of of actually Getting the new ones and getting the machloket and getting the minority opinion and rejected opinion and and things that disappeared from history of halacha by studying history of halacha, including pages of Talmud, it gives us ability to actually have empathy and and deep, profound understanding of the struggle of of Torah survival. So it's not that people are offended. Oh, if you don't teach me that, then I don't want anything. It's just more like if you really want me to have a full empathy and stand and represent that system and speak within and be in that system with a full compassion and appreciation of its greatness and its nuance, then I have to have the access to it. And especially it's, it is important for, for women community to have access to nuanced education, even if it's a, you know 1% of women because we do have a little bit different experiences and sensitivities. And, you know, I'm sure that certain masechtot come across to women very differently to, than, than to men. I think we just finished, we're about to finish getting now. Uh, you know, a lot of things there, you know, speak to me. That I think many times in the way, the processing, um, there's a difference. And I think studies have shown that. There's a difference in, in generally, there's going to be exceptions between the way men process and the way women process. And sometimes it's better one and sometimes it's better the other, but they are different. And therefore the information is different, processed differently, accepted differently. Um, and there might be things, and here, here I'm going out on a limb a little bit, that 
the male mind might be, in a way, um, more in tune to to certain types of rubber matches that occur in the Talmud and be sort of enraptured by it. Whereas I think by and large, many of the girls, the women that I've taught, you know, they they understand where the ball is going, but they're much more in a way talkless oriented. Um, now, again, I've had many boys that are totally lost, but the ones that have jumped beyond the confusion. Now, again, it might be that we just haven't given women enough of a chance to do that. And therefore, I'm only getting those exceptional ones. But I do believe that brain science, and again, I'm not a, a neurologist, but brain science might indicate that there are differences in the way processing happens. And a work, let's be honest, as much as the Talmud is holy, it is a work that was constructed by men. And therefore, in a way, it might be a micro. Uh, and as I said, Bruria has done, Bruria David has done in 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 the medieval rabbinic commentaries on Chumash. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of Talmudic thought out there. But it doesn't necessarily mean, and I think we're going to go back to the Rambam next week, that the Talmud is for everyone. And you know, and and it might be, in fact, true that. Again, you have to. You can argue about this. That maybe the Talmud shouldn't have been pushed the way it was. That there are many, there are many boys out there, who who are listless, who had they got a a, a more comprehensive education, like like the girls did in their high schools, they would be more into learning than they are now. There, I think there's many dis- dissolutory boys out there who. Or who who don't like learning Gemara or needed to be spoon fed to them uh, by someone giving a daf yomi shir, as opposed to being able to roll up their sleeves and learn on their own. So, yeah. thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.